Folks, over the summer months, we've been studying together from the book of Job, and we've learned there a lot about the, the normal Christian life. As we said last week, it's a place of warfare and of waiting and of humbling, but it's also a place of God's gracious acceptance and of blessing in the end. What we didn't learn in the book of Job was the answer to all of our questions about suffering. We've read that long book, and the question of the origin of evil is still shrouded in mystery. The Bible simply doesn't take us as far as we might want to go. As the writer of Deuteronomy puts it, it's one of those times when the secret things belong to the Lord our God. There's a lot about suffering that we're simply not told. At the heart of the Bible, there is no explanation of where evil came from. We get something different. We get a demonstration of God entering into evil and turning it for his purposes. The most profound thing that we can say about suffering or about evil is that in Jesus Christ, God entered into it and turned it for good. Folks, if you know the story of the Bible, that shouldn't surprise us. Do you remember Joseph? the son of Jacob, the guy with the technicolored dream coat sold into slavery in Egypt. He languished there in prison for, for 17 years. He was abandoned, or so it seemed. But God was in it, and God intervened, and as you know, he raised Joseph up. He made him the ruler of Egypt, so that in a time of famine, he was able to rescue the very people who had sold him into slavery. Joseph sums up the whole story towards the end of the biblical account when he speaks to his brothers and he said, you intended to harm me, but God intended it for good to accomplish what is now being done, the saving of many lives. Joseph, in a sense, foreshadows Jesus. He's someone who was abandoned that he might save. Think for a second about Jesus' own ancestry, the, the nation of Israel. There was a time when Israel had no king but God. But they rebelled against that notion. They asked for a human king. Later they realized the folly of their sin and of their ways. They had gone off the rails, but again, God was in it. Because it was this line of kings that became the ancestral line of Jesus. The sinless Savior was born into this, this sinful family so that he might work his forgiveness there and save. Folks, the Bible of the, the story of the Bible, sorry, is, is a recurring theme that despite human evil and even in the face of human suffering, God can enter into it and change it and turn it around. But the most surprising thing of all, I think, is that God chose to use suffering and evil to bring an end to suffering and evil. Every act of treachery and brutality against Jesus was sinful and evil, but, but God was in it. And he worked 
The early Christians seemed to understand this immediately. So you have Peter in Acts chapter 2 in his Pentecost sermon. He addresses the Jewish crowd in Jerusalem and he says of Jesus, This man was handed over to you by God's set purpose and foreknowledge. And you, with the help of wicked men, put him to death by nailing him to a cross. The lash on Jesus' back. The crown of thorns on his head. The spit on his cheek. The bruises on his face. The nails in his hand and the spear in his side. The scorn of the rulers. The betrayal of his friend. The, the desertion of his, of his companions. All of those are sinful actions. And all were designed by God to destroy the power of sin. In Acts 4, we find the, the members of the early church praying and they, they talk to God about what they've seen happen in recent times. They say, Herod and Pontius Pilate together met with the Jews, the Gentiles, and the people of Israel in this city to conspire against your holy servant Jesus, whom you anointed. They did what your power and will had decided beforehand would happen. Do we understand that? When the Jews conspired, when the Romans executed, God was in it. Think about that for a moment. This was the greatest evil the world had ever seen. Why do I say that? Well, there's no greater evil than to kill the Son of God. There's no greater incident of innocent suffering than the one perfect, pure, and beautiful person who ever lived being brutally put to death. And yet, we're saying here today that God was in it all. In Isaiah 53, the chapter that we read from this morning, reading on in verse 10, it says, It was the Lord's will to crush him and to cause him to suffer. God's aim through that, through the, the hatred of the Jewish hierarchy, through the, the power and might of the, Rome, the Roman soldiers, and through the suffering of his own son was to destroy evil and suffering. By his wounds, Isaiah says, were healed. Folks, I wanted to take just a few moments today to think on this subject with you. We've said there's a lot about evil we don't understand. But the suffering and death of Jesus on the cross shows us that there is no evil and there is no suffering too great for God to work for good. Maybe you have suffered Maybe you've suffered a lot in your life at the hands of others. And because of that, you imagine that your suffering shows that you're somehow beyond God's love or God's favor. Maybe you've perpetrated evil. Maybe there's something in your past or 
or even your present that you're entirely ashamed of. You, you, you'd be mortified if anyone else ever found out. And, and you imagine that your sin, because of the, the scale of it or the size of it, somehow disqualifies you from knowing God's love and experiencing His grace. Friends, let me tell you this morning, it's not true. It's simply not true. Humanity through its worst at God. It nailed his son. It executed him in humiliation on a cross. And what did he do? He took that. He took that event and made it the very healing of us all. He prayed, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. By his stripes, we're healed. Friends, don't let the suffering you've experienced hold you back from God. Don't let the evil in your own heart stop you as though it was too much for him to take on. God can forgive the worst of evils. He can take our, our most awful suffering and turn it to good. Come with me this morning. Meet with Jesus Christ the one by whose stripes we're healed.